This is your Saturday morning source for everything Huskers. Turn, hands off to Minner, hit the backfield and drilled. Again, 13's there to make the tackle. Nebraska wins its fifth national championship. Giving you an inside look at everything going on in Husker Nation. This is the KLIN Husker Hour. Strike three called, and the Huskers are the Big Ten Conference champions. Sunset got it! Underdog, and they won! Exclamation point! Pump the brakes! Now, your hosts, KLIN contributor Cole Stukenholtz and sports director Caleb Henry. Welcome in and a good Saturday morning. Caleb Henry in here riding solo. Cole Stukenholtz out for the weekend, but boy, do we have a big and busy show for you today. Got a trio of guests that we will have coming up throughout the show. Dylan King, All-American on the men's, men's gymnastics team. They carried three trophies during his time here in Lincoln and probably would have been four had you not had the pandemic knock out their national championships back in 2020. Jessica Cootie, Huskers Radio Network, will be joining us towards the bottom of the hour. And then uh, our final guest today is going to be Courtney Wallace, pitcher and senior and team captain for Husker softball, um, built a pretty substantial winning streak this weekend. They are on the road at Wisconsin, so we will get into all of that. Uh, but first, looking back over the course of this previous week, let's, let's start with baseball because we have been on the downside of baseball for a lot of these shows because it's, it's been a down year. they got a losing record. Um, this week, though, and yes, it is just North Dakota State. It is a, it's a smaller school. It's a northern school. Uh, but what Nebraska did, especially, especially the bullpen and Braxton Bragg getting four punch outs to close the thing out, win four to three. You get a couple of home runs. You have to have your bullpen go five and two thirds innings of scoreless baseball, only gave up two hits, six strikeouts. Um, those are the types of things that you need to see more out of this baseball team. And this is where I want to start with this because we have talked a lot about where is, Where's the leadership needed for this ball club? And this ball club uh, graduated a lot of leadership. Lost uh, Cade Povich. We saw some of his stats as a pitcher. 19, I believe for the minors, his first 19 innings pitched. His ERA is under one. That's a big dude that you lost. Uh, besides everyone else that you had leadership roles, obviously Schwellenbach was was huge being able to play that middle infield position at shortstop. Nebraska's still searching for who that shortstop is going to be. They've moved some guys around. Um, but you go and you get that win, and it stops a three-game losing streak. Because huh, from the last time we talked was Nebraska lost both sides of a doubleheader Um not yesterday, Friday, but eight days ago, Friday, and then fell to BYU in another one-run game last Saturday, and then you bounce back in a one-run win over North Dakota State. Um, so things going better right now for this Nebraska baseball team, and this weekend they are on the road at Indiana. They got three games. Another one coming up today um, as I go and make sure I pull up exactly what time all of these games are. I should have this in front of me. I know this, um, but I believe this game is at 1 o'clock today. So 12.30 pregame. That'll cut into Grow Lincoln coming up a little bit later today. So you get half a Grow Lincoln and then 12.30 pregame, 1 o'clock first pitch. Um, on the other diamond, Nebraska softball 
riding into, like, they're leading the Big Ten. This is phenomenal. And ranked for the first time since 2016 as of this week. As high as uh, number, um, I believe they broke the top 20, and they're, they're 21 to 25 in a number of polls. Um, so you're finally there. First time since 2016. And that was also the last time Nebraska softball played in the regionals, made that postseason. So you're sitting really good right now. And as we talked with Nate Rohr last weekend, he said that 30-win march to softball is like the 20-win mark, mark, not march, the 20-win mark to basketball in the uh, in the winter on making the NCAA tournament. So Nebraska softball in a very good position atop the Big Ten Conference. Um Ava Breadwell won Freshman of the Week, and you've had a bunch of Freshman of the Weeks and Players of the Weeks and Pitcher of the Weeks, and um, you're up there in nationally. Billy Andrews, third of the nation in home runs. Um, you've had Olivia Farrell and Courtney Wallace just dominant um, in the circle for them. So things are going really well for Nebraska softball, and we will let you know that when they do get to that postseason, conference and regionals until they're out we will be carrying nebraska softball here on klin as long as it's not um, in conflict with husker baseball because we are the husker baseball affiliate so the big news there that you will get to hear some of this fantastic husker softball team here on our airwaves on klin but like i said full show coming up um with a trio of guests and that first one is going to be dylan king the all-american from the men's gymnastics team we'll get into him and keep this full show just rolling along on a Saturday here on the KLIN Husker Hour. Giving you a complete review of the Huskers news this week. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio. 1499.3 KLIN. Moving along on a Saturday here on the KLIN Husker Hour. Caleb Henry riding solo. Cole Stukenholtz out this weekend. He's got some family business to attend to. But as we have talked about a number of times, we, we've gone through. It's now baseball, and um, we've seen where that record is. And uh, right now with them going through another series, and men's basketball didn't quite live up to some of the hype. Football, we all talk about football all the time, just coming off of that spring. But... There are men's programs that have been performing exceptionally well, and one of those is men's gymnastics. I've got Dylan King in studio with me. Um, All-American, fourth-place finish. It flies under the radar a little bit, but you guys have done extremely well um, in your time in Lincoln, but obviously over the decades. Yeah, for sure. I mean, ever since my freshman year, we got in and we took home a trophy. We took third place my freshman year, and... Since my time here, we've taken home an NCAA trophy since. That's right. You guys, you guys went third, and then the COVID year where everything shut yeah. down, um, and then back to back fourth place finishes, um, and and people just seem to to not quite see that as much. Um, but for you guys as a program, when you go through there, and um, I know college teams are very very close knit. Um, what what has this been like for you guys to have a program that you know year in and year out? the goal is a trophy at the end of the year at Nationals. Yeah, so I mean, everyone from the very beginning of the year, I mean, most of us come back pretty early on in the summer, even when we're not supposed to be here. And I'd say I mean, it's definitely a group effort, and it's really been amazing to be a part of such a team 
that is all on the same page and striving towards that same goal. And I definitely accredit our success to the whole team effort of everyone. So for you, Dylan, from Utah, just take us through your story, how you ended up at Nebraska. Um, we talk a lot about what the, the recruiting looks like, how it's a little different for football and basketball and volleyball. What is it like for men's gymnastics, that, uh, that whole recruiting trail, and then obviously you ending up here in Lincoln? Yeah, so for us, we typically just get five trips paid for, and with there only being so few NCAA programs, if you get five, you're pretty lucky. So I was very lucky. I originally only had four set up, and John Robinson, the assistant coach here, he calls me out of the blue and was like, hey, you want to come out next weekend? And I was like, okay, last minute. So I was just like, Nebraska wasn't even really on my radar at that point. And as soon as I stepped on campus and after my trip, I committed that next, like that next morning after I got home. Awesome. I just knew this was the place for me to be. It just checked every box. Where were some of the, where were the other four visits that you took? So I went to Penn State, uh, Illinois, and Iowa. And then I had another trip to Ohio set up, but I committed here before I went on my Ohio trip. Well, we are very glad you chose this Big Ten school and not some of those <laughs> other ones, especially that one just to the east. What what is the what's that season look like? Because that just from the outside looking in, that looks like such a a a whirlwind of three months where mid January was I believe your guys' first competition, and then mid April you go down and you've got qualifiers and then national finals and then it it's all done. How how do you process that mentally that you've got to get ready and then in three months' time, everything's got to happen? Yeah, I mean, mentally, you just kind of, it goes by so fast that you got to put in the work before. So once it hits January, everyone's kind of ready for just a really prolonged season. And then, yeah, right from the be- middle of January, I mean, it's just almost every like every single weekend that we're just going and competing. And you just have to be mentally strong for like the physical like how physically demanding it is, and you just you just gotta keep plugging through it every weekend. Just so for for you is an all American um, from this past weekend mm-hmm. as you guys finished fourth, and that was in parallel bars, correct? Correct. Is that your favorite event, or is it, is okay? I'm from track and field. We say mm-hmm. events. Is it events? Is it apparatus? What 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 do what do you call it, all of the different? Uh, things yeah they would be so they're events we call them events and we just have six events Mm -hmm. and then you can either be a specialist which is what i am so i only do i guess did uh parallel bars and high bar but yeah so yeah we call them events right so what is for you as a specialist how is that different than for some of us that were watching last week you have Every now and then the commentators, they go and they're checking in on where all the scores are, Mm. but then they're also checking in on those going for the all-around. How does the mentality change for someone who is a specialist, you know what events you're going in for, versus some of those that show up to the competition and they're going in all six of them, and they're trying to win the all-around or medal or score as high as they can? Yeah, I would say, especially for a specialist, when you only have... In my case, you only have two chances to get that All-American or that trophy into place versus like some of the all-arounders, you know, they have six different chances unless they're really pushing for that all-around All-American. But yeah, it's definitely, there's a different sense of pressure, especially when you're only competing one or two, because those are your only, you have, you have less of a shot than right. some of those other guys do. We're talking with Dylan King here on KLI and Husker Hour. Um all-American from this last weekend for men's gymnastics and um, you were a a regular season All-American a a year ago as well 
So you said what you did. Um, the, what, what, what's the future look like? Because for a lot of people, when we talk the other sports, we have a general idea of what that next step is. Mm-hmm. What, what is that next step for you? Uh, for me, that next step is I'm just going to hang up the grips. I'm going to move back home to Salt Lake City here in the next couple weeks. Uh, just find a job and start working and then just kind of transition into that regular, I mean, just non-athletic <laughs> experience of life. But then because you're there, now you're a connection to get other Huskers to come back to Lincoln as well. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I've already kind of gotten ahead on that recruiting for some of my guys back home. Um, take, take us through just a couple of, of your teammates because you've gone through the career here. You, you've been the senior. Um, like you said, you guys have got three trophies over the course of your career. Not everyone gets to say that. Um, of course, not everyone gets to say they had a season canceled because of a pandemic, but that's, mm-hmm. not, that's not one of the fun <laughs> parts about all this. But just your, your teammates, as you go through and see them perform, see them become All-Americans, score well enough to help the team become a, a, a trophy winner at national finals. Yeah, I would definitely want to highlight one of my teammates, specifically Jake Benet. He has been one of like the most decorated Husker gymnasts in a long time. And I have been very close with him. And this season, unfortunately, he wasn't able to finish out his year due to an injury. But he was one of those guys who pushed me every day, even though he wasn't competing on the floor. He pushed myself and everyone else to be able to succeed, even when he couldn't compete himself. So as you go through, and you're, you're going to go to the daily life that we all know and love now, um, but the, the Olympics come on. Watching that, like, what is that experience like for you when you see some of those men's gymnastics events come up? How, are, are you watching it as a fan, or are you critiquing a little bit, too, as some of the guys go through their performances? <laughs> yeah, I definitely think every gymnast has a little bit of a critique here and there, especially watching those. Um, I think for me, when I'm watching the Olympics, I, I really like to see how well-represented it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like men's gymnastics is really in the spotlight, Um really once every four years and that's at the olympics so it's really cool to see how big of a how big of a thing it is because it's pretty underrepresented in the ncaa um and then obviously a lot of the highlights at the olympics and uh goes towards the women's gymnastics how how do the two differ other than obviously there's a little bit different body type and the the events tend to be a little bit different yeah i would say men's and women's ncaa gymnastics differs pretty greatly but when it comes to the women's uh, Olympics, they are, I mean, there's something else. I mean, it is very, like, respectable and commendable to watch. I mean, even even with different events, they do some amazing stuff that even some guys can do. So it's cool. Last minute here with uh, Dylan King, All-American men's gymnast here for the University of Nebraska. I think if you went around and you asked anyone in the state of Nebraska, just walked up on the street, whether it's Fremont, Garing, Grand Island, Albion, wherever, um... Also, I will commend you if you know where all four of those places are after your time here in Lincoln. Um, how many national championships Nebraska football has? I think you're going to get 100% of people know five. Yep. Uh, volleyball, I think you're going to get most of them, if not all of them, know five. I don't think most people know Nebraska men's gymnastics has eight national titles. Yep. Has more than any of these other programs. What what is that meant for you to be part of that now w- with you coming through and getting trophies not not the national championship but added to the trophy case been part of the program you're part of the Husker family as you do hang it up what does that legacy mean for you to be part of that forever going forward yeah i mean being a part of that legacy has been 
something really special. I mean, one of the greatest moments this season um, was being able to hand Chuck Schmelka a trophy for one last time. I was able to do it freshman year, and then I was able to do it this last year as well. And because, yeah, we hold the the streak for the most national titles in a row. We have five in a row, and a lot of people don't know about that. And so for us to, my class to come in a couple years ago and break that streak and finally be able to bring home a trophy and then to do it, you know, three years consecutively, I mean, that is something really special that I'll hold on to for the rest of my life. Well, Dylan, thank you so much for joining our state, joining our city uh, here with Lincoln. We wish you nothing but the best going forward. And, of course, congratulations on a great career. All-American, three trophies in your time. Um, And, obviously, thanks so much for your time here on Husker Hour. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. That's Dylan King, All-American men's gymnast here for the Nebraska Huskers. When we come back, my conversation from earlier this week, I was able to sit down with Jessica Cootie. We talked a number of topics. We'll get to that next here on the Husker Hour. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Husker football, basketball, baseball, and beyond. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on 1499.3 KLIN. Big thank you to Dylan King, the All-American senior men's gymnastics athlete. Best of luck to him in his next endeavor. Someone who is still sticking around here in Lincoln, Jessica Cootie from the Huskers Radio Network. I caught up with her earlier this week on LNK Today. And Nebraska's in so many one-run games. It's like, okay, is the other team just going to get a home run? Is it going to flip the other way? Is Nebraska going to do it? This is uh <laughs> it's almost like heart attack season every single night. I know, but they kept it, they keep us on the edge of our seats, but uh, you heard coach Bull I heard you play the soundbite last night. Hey, one and oh, approach this week and they've had just such a tough go at it with some of the injuries with the arms. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could not have been hit worse and uh, with the pitching. So, but getting some young guys some some experience moving forward and uh, back to Big 10 play, so Right, and I know it's a lot of people. The standard is what you saw a team do last year, and last year is still going to be different because of the amount of experience that you were able to have on last year's team is not normal, even for the COVID years of times. Last year's team just had so many guys at the same time that could come back. Yeah, and I've never in my entire career seen a team that's had that much leadership and experience 
leave and graduate and go on and that next year not be hit a little bit you know it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's so tough to duplicate to replace just i mean you have the talent yeah but it's you, you just there's so much of that leadership that you just don't it doesn't snap your fingers and you replace that so mm-hmm. you know having that leadership gone i think they're you know developing some young guys and and they'll be back and we've heard trev talk a lot about it he has the utmost confidence and and will bolt and and you know the the way that the culture will be in place and, and they got so many, so many young guys that, that are getting a feel for this college baseball thing the first time. And then, you know, getting some guys back, hopefully healthy from injury. So, but yeah, I mean, just when you lose that kind of experience and leadership, it, it mm-hmm. is tough to bounce back from that. Getting those young guys experience though, because if we look at, um, especially women's basketball, even softball right now, they had some pretty young rosters where they had some folks that were around for quite a while. Um, and obviously women's basketball, it helps when you can have two in-state players step in as freshmen right, yeah. and, and compete the way they did and contribute the way they did. But softball, think about the number of Olivia Farrell, who's been around, and Courtney Wallace, those are uh, your, your 1A and 1B pitching. But the young players that are then stepping up while you've had everyone gain that experience, baseball's in that step right before that, it seems like, with this team. Yeah, and Maddie uh, Fowler-Burkhart says that she calls them the, the seniors in the circle and the sophomore <laughs> sluggers for yeah. this softball team because, I mean, they are. They're young. I mean, the, the pitching is is has been around, and they're super seniors, and they have that experience, and they're also the team captains, which is also special, too. But if you look at the lineup, um, you know, one through nine, most of those players are pretty young. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking freshmen. They they were freshmen last year that are building off of that in the sophomore year. But you were talking about past the bat, man. Everybody <laughs> in that one through nine lineup can just hit bombs, and that is a dangerous lineup to face as a pitcher. You can't walk anybody. No, there, there's no anyone who comes up to the plate is like, well, I have to pitch to this person because if I put her on, well, the next person's going to possibly just get another RBI when they hit it over the fence. Yeah, I mean, I, when I was at Oklahoma, Lauren Chamberlain was in the middle of a you know that chasing the NCAA home run record and people would walk her over and over and over again because there wasn't she didn't have that protection mm-hmm. in front of her behind her it was you know this lineup here you can't do that to billy andrews i mean and i think people want to talk about billy andrews and what she's done in her stats and it is phenomenal she's third in the nation and home runs leads the big 10 but beyond that if you you know go to every game especially in the last few games of this winning streak there's been a different player that's delivered in the big moments you got mm-hmm. peyton glad or maya felder you know there's a lot of different players that have been the quote-unquote hero of the game and that's why Billy has been able to do what she's done because you can't walk her like you just said Mm -hmm. you cannot walk her because then you're going to give up two runs as opposed to one you know it's better to give up a one run home run if you're going to than a two run home run or three run home run I think that building over uh, right field needs some extra padding because those bricks are get they're getting dented at this point. I know. I mean, it is just it's wild. They they just the the way they attack each and every at bat and the mindset and they just have such a confidence and it's a fun team and uh, we're gonna have Rhonda Ravel and Sydney Gray on the show tonight on Sports Nightly. But um, you know, Coach Ravel talks about now that they're finally in the top twenty five. We've been calling for it. I feel like we've been calling for it since women's basketball season. Hey, can you put these women? teams in the top 25 yes. softball team finally cracked that top 25 and you wonder how they're gonna you know approach that now that hey they have they have caught the college softball world by storm now i mean i don't think they're flying under the radar anymore but they're in that top 25 and she had talked about okay do we address it do we not and she did you know at the beginning of practice yesterday they they mentioned it real quickly and then the team was all right let's get back to work let's let's get a good get 
good day's practice in. So mm-hmm. I don't think they'll get caught up in the hype. I think they're going to continue to approach it the same way that they have. Well, and I think for this team, because there are times that you'll you'll have the teams, even for women's basketball, it was, well, why aren't they ranked? And they'd, they'd take a week and they'd go 2-1 and one for a week or 1-1 one and one or 3-1. And, one, and uh, they were still winning more than they were losing, but there were still some losses in there. And, and right now this team is 18-0. and <laughs> yeah. If there's a team to ever be ranked and it not be as big of a deal... Because there's already something else going on. It's, do you keep the winning streak going? And they were down seven on Sunday and stormed all the way back. And Did I hear it right that that was the, the biggest comeback in program history? Yeah, I think it's tied for the biggest comeback, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you add everything else going on for this program, The uh, what, and we've talked about it a number of times here. We played the clip from Ronda Ravel, and we had Nate Rohr on this last Saturday, but talking about um, Caitlin Neal's journey and yeah. what happened in the Iowa series and the Grand Slam on her uh, late father's birthday. There's so much about this softball team that is fun and relatable, and, and people gravitate towards it. And you want to talk about a team loaded with Nebraska kids. There are There's a ton of Nebraska talent on this Nebraska softball team. But yeah, the, the chemistry is just so undeniable. And you, you saw it with the women's basketball team. And it, it's just as a fan, when you watch a team that likes to play the game and play it together, it's, it, it draws you in, right? And, and we saw that with the women's basketball team, and now we're seeing it with the softball team. There's no denying this team likes to play this game together. They're having so much fun, and it's 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 a uh, joy for them to get to take the field together, and a lot of that is coming for, too from those super seniors. This is their last go at it, and mm-hmm. there was so much uncertainty for the last two or three years about what what a career is going to end, how it's going to end, and what it's going to look like. But for these super seniors, those in the in the circle, the Courtney Wallace and Olivia Farrell, I mean, they know this is their last go at it, and so the way they're approaching things is contagious for the rest of this team, and they're just trying to make the most of every single day and enjoy being out there on that softball field. And I'll be talking with Courtney. Wallace on Husker Hour Saturday at the second great. half of the show. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, two more road trips on, on tap, and then closing out the regular season at home to take some momentum into the conference tournament. Bowling Stadium's got some room for folks. Uh, yes, yeah, and it's going to be I mean, you talk about three huge weekends because Wisconsin, Ohio State, both pretty high in the RPI, so this is an opportunity for Nebraska to continue to add to that resume and, you know, I don't think they're out of hosting a regional yet. I mean, you got to keep taking care of business mm-hmm. and they're going to take it one game at a time and they're not talking about that yet but if they keep winning and you know take care of business on the road because that's always huge for that RPI especially with teams that are ranked pretty high in the RPI too yeah. with Wisconsin and Ohio State and then um, you know you get a big crowd out there for Indiana yeah, these are three big weekends for this team for sure and then conference tournament at Michigan State so you, there's plenty of time to still build on an already impressive resume no doubt about it absolutely and how how electric would Bowling Stadium be for a postseason with this softball team? Well, you get anything at at Nebraska in the postseason. We, <laughs> we, we see it with volleyball because volleyball, it's the expectation. You're hosting yeah. a regional. Um, and then you just hope you're high enough that you're going to get uh, the regional finals and, and where everything goes from there. And or you can just go to Austin and beat Texas at their place. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty not cool bad too. either. Uh, but for uh, for women's basketball, there there was a point where they were in the conversation about being one of those top sixteen national seeds. Softball is in that position right now, and they control their own destiny. It, it's not necessarily well. You got to hope for some things to fall your way. 
They've won 18 in a row. They've got nine games left in the regular season and then a conference tournament. It's plenty um, in in their control to go get one of those top 16. Yeah, and I think you look at, back to a year ago and the postseason and the tournament and how, um, I guess, a little bit, they got short short into the stick, the Big Ten did, because they, what, they only got two teams in, right? And yeah. then Michigan had to go to Washington. Right. It was just a terrible draw for the conference. And I do think that they're getting a little bit more respect. I think overall the RPI might be not as high as some of the other Power Fives, but there are multiple teams in that top 30 RPI now, and you got mm-hmm. Washington, that, or uh, sorry, Northwestern, both purple teams. Northwestern, <laughs> that's you know really high in the RPI, and they're ranked, and so maybe if you get to play them in the postseason tournament. But um, yeah, I think the Big Ten's getting a little bit more respect this year in the committee's eyes, hopefully, which will bode well for all of the Big Ten teams, but especially a Nebraska team if, you're, if they're mm-hmm. in the conversation to potentially host. Now, we, we did announce it yesterday, and we'll let folks, uh, our KLIN listeners, know as well. When it's not in a direct conflict with baseball, because we are the baseball uh, affiliate here, we will be carrying softball um, from their conference tournament through the postseason here on KLIN. That's so awesome. you will get a little bit of Nate Roar. You will get some Nebraska softball here on KLIN coming up here after they close the regular season. We're talking with Jessica Cootie from the Huskers Radio Network. Now, spring football. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is this was well for the most part your first full. This was your first full spring football because you got here about a year ago, so you were right on the. Uh, I, was, I got here in June, so I wasn't here during. Yeah, spring that's ball. right. Yeah, you missed. Yeah. I, here's the thing with everything over this last year, we forget where people like, know, exactly right? started, especially yeah. with with the network going in house, and it was like, okay, who got here when? When did everything really get going? So yeah, this spring football. Just what what were your takeaways from? Um, fifty thousand at the spring game. Um, to just everything that that worked out the way it did this spring for Husker football. Yeah, I think there's, and you've heard Trev say it. You've heard you know this coaching staff say it, and I felt it too. Just a, a new energy, and um, Jeremiah Searles talked about how uh, when he went out to the practice right after spring break, normally that can be a really low energy, not um as as I guess energetic practice because you're coming off of spring break, you might be out of shape you don't really want to be there but he said he was really blown away at the energy that was brought that day and I think that's that's the the word is the energy that these this new coaching staff the new coaches have brought in I mean we heard Brian Applewhite who he was fantastic yesterday yes. uh speak of the KLIN luncheon and um he's awesome I just I think there's this new energy that's being infused into these players and you know with the new with the quarterback competition that always heightens it <laughs> as well and and I think Casey Thompson is really appreciated being here but yeah the spring game I was blown away because, you know, at Oklahoma, they didn't get 54,000 out of spring game. So that was my first spring game. And I was really impressed by that. And I actually, um, Kendall Thompson, Casey's brother was at yeah. Oklahoma when I was there. And so I visited with them after the spring game and they were really impressed with the atmosphere that, you know, they were blown away by it too. Their first experience at a spring game here at Nebraska. So I know it probably wasn't as attended as maybe some years and, and it maybe wasn't as competitive. So it wasn't maybe as electric of an atmosphere as it's been at times, but still for people that have never experienced it before, it's still, you know, one of the best in the nation mm-hmm. if you're at providing a spring game atmosphere. And when you talk about recruits, there were a ton of recruits down there on Saturday of the spring game that they get a feel for that that hey this is what a taste of what you know we're going to get when we play on Saturdays it's pretty 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 amazing right and I, I was I would say that week going into the game because a lot of people wanted that game to be like more like a game tackle for four quarters and you know what a depth chart is at the end of the day 
I was a little bit kind of a Debbie Downer that week about that because I was like, that's not what we're getting. But if you accept what the spring game is, that it's a celebration of Nebraska football, the tickets are cheaper to get in, it's a recruiting day, the players get to be in front of fans, you get a lot of the guys that are down the depth chart, they get to do something in Memorial Stadium. Think Jarrett Sinek's run um, <laughs> the, for out of Hastings in the spring game. He got to do that in front of a cheering crowd not everyone gets to do that spring game or regular season. And th- those are the things that come out of this as a celebration of Nebraska football. Yeah, and, and Trev talked about that, too, on his show on Monday night about, you know, we had a caller called in or text in that it wasn't as happy with the format. But there are a lot of places. I mean, you saw Michigan State, their spring game, they just ran drills the whole time, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of places don't have the luxury to be able to do two teams like, you know, I know Nebraska's done in the past. So a lot of places, Oklahoma every year, I keep going back to that because that's all I know, did offense, defense every year for the last nine mm-hmm. seasons because they didn't have enough bodies to be able to do that so um, yeah it's an opportunity for a lot of these young guys to get an experience that you know they're just not going to get probably on a on a Saturday in the fall so and and get a chance for these recruits to get out there it's a big recruiting day I mean it's it's more than just playing a football <laughs> game I know that that's at the core of it what it's what it's supposed to be but there's a lot of hoopla surrounding a spring game that you want to maximize the most out of a, a lot of different things a lot of different yeah. moving parts going on at a spring game. In Iowa State, their last spring practice, like for Nebraska, it's the spring game. Iowa State just went to a high school and just held a regular practice and let people come watch. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's pretty great what, what it is here, and I, I had a lot of fun. It was in, enjoyable for me, and I, I think it definitely made an impression on a lot of those recruits down there, too. I feel like this was the fastest like 10-15 minutes in radio. I know, right? <laughs> We're already done? I heard the music going. That's Jessica Cootie from the Huskers Radio Network. We're going to talk with softball's Courtney Wallace next team riding a winning streak going into this weekend. This is a fun conversation. Can't wait to share it with you next here on the KLIN Husker Hour on 1499.3 KLIN. Talking with current and former Huskers and those that cover the Big Red. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1499.3 KLIN. Moving along here on the KLIN Husker Hour and also moving along with their season. 18 straight wins is what this Husker team had gotten to coming into this weekend. On the road right now, but man, they've been so exciting to watch. Over 30 wins, already looking at what the postseason is going to do, but plenty of regular season to finish some things up. And now I've got senior and team captain pitcher Courtney Wallace. Courtney, thanks so much for giving us some time on here on the KLIN Husker Hour. Thank you for having me. So when you look through through this season, because you guys have had, since you got to campus, it seems like it's been a wild ride with how each season is gone. And then obviously mm-hmm. you had... COVID in the middle of all of that. So even the last two years haven't been fully normal. What has made this season so special where you have a full non-conference schedule you're going through? People seem to be clicking both uh, uh, you and Olivia Farrell on the mound um, and some other folks stepping up and obviously the hitters helping things out really well, um, especially with the long ball. What, what, what has made this season so much fun for you guys? Um, I think it's just we're having fun. Like you said, this is the first time we've had a – this is the first time I've had a full season, including 
um, preseason and Big Ten since I was a freshman. I was 18. So um, we've been a little – the older girls are a little tired, but we're pushing through because the younger ones are there um, helping us out. But I think everyone's having fun. We're just clicking on all cylinders right now, and it's been, it's been a great year. So for, for you older ones, and I, I know what that's like when you become an older student athlete and it's like, man, I've been through this, the grind gets going – who are the younger student-athletes that are giving you guys that little energy? Because I know this, this team has got folks all over the place, but who is giving you the most energy as an upperclassman to, to go out there, whether it's pitching a doubleheader, whether it's um, just going through an entire weekend? Who, who is that underclassman that's helping you get through those, those games? Um, I would honestly say all of them, but in different ways. Um, Billy is very funny. So sometimes you just need a little laugh. Um, Caitlin's also, they're also, they're all really funny. And sometimes it's not even about the game aspect. It's just about, okay, today I got to laugh a little and I got to smile with my girls and now we're going to go kick some butt. So <laughs> sometimes it's just one of those, it's the off the field stuff that really keeps us connected. Um, and anytime I hear your, your coach Rhonda Ravel talk, she talks about just the, the student experience and how, how much fun this is for you guys. Um, and I didn't really enjoy watching the videos where you guys get to celebrate as long as the song goes after the game, and then you got to turn it to the, the next day. Um, what, what is it like for you playing for, for Ronda Ravel, who's been around the block a couple of times? I know you guys talk about, oh, you're, you're, the, you're the old guys now in the, in the locker room, but Ronda Ravel's seen a couple of athletes come through Lincoln. Yeah, um... Coach Rev is awesome. Um, she's now getting into her ways, too, with being funny. She's telling some more jokes and uh, making sure we get them because the jokes are a little different, but she's funny. as. Well. And I think we all trust her, and no one's ever once said Ron Ravel couldn't win. She's a competitor. She's a great coach, a great human being, a great woman, and she's super inspiring, and we love playing for Coach Ravel. So hopefully we can take her back to a World Series someday. Hopefully, well, yeah, I want to get to that, but what do you mean by the, the jokes are different? Because I'm afraid that I'm going to understand her jokes and I'm not that old, but what does that mean? Is it the references that she uses or just how she talks? What is it? Um, sometimes the references, she doesn't really, sometimes she'll say something and like we will understand and laugh at it. She's like, why are you guys laughing? Like, that wasn't funny. Or she'll make like a, an older joke and we're like, huh? Like, but we still laugh at her because she's so excited about it. So sometimes just one of those. We're talking with Courtney Wallace uh, with Nebraska softball. They are on a roll this season. Um, and I've got to ask, since, since we're, since we're talking about, uh, about coach Ravel, like, is she picking the music playlist for you guys? Or are you picking the music playlist? I want to know where those worlds collide um, because it does look like she's having a lot of fun this season. Obviously, you guys are having fun. Everyone has more fun. It's more, um, it's, it's a little easier when things are going well, when you're having success. But where do, where do those worlds cross for you as players um, with a generational divide with, with your coach? Yeah, so... Um... Game day music is us, and then there are days on practice where she has her day, and they have their music. The staff has their day, and so and some a lot of the songs we know because of our parents. So um, I'd say it's pretty it's pretty collided. <laughs> so Courtney, I've got to ask: Growing up, uh, coming coming out of Papillion La Vista, um, going just down the road to play for Nebraska, and this this always feels different for Nebraska kids when they can grow up. They've seen the programs, and they go to that program. Um, and it's so much fun to talk about with Nebraskans about going to Nebraska. What has this meant for you 
to be part of this program and now have so many things clicking where, hey, there's a lot more eyeballs on you guys when you, when you are at home. There's a few more people in the stands. There's more people um, getting that traction on social media, seeing how you guys are doing. What, what's that been like for you? I think as the older I've gotten, it's sunk in a lot more. I think when I first got here, it was like, you know, I'm not the only Nebraska kid. There's a lot of us. Like, I don't have to put so much pressure on myself. And I wouldn't say that there's pressure now. It just means a lot more to me now than it did when I was younger. Um, I would say all I've ever wanted was to come here and see this team, this this program win, and that's all I've ever worked to do. So, you know, I'm really blessed and grateful to be in the situation that I'm in right now. And, um, you know, we're very happy that there are a lot more fans coming out. You know, people people should come out and watch us play. I think it's a really good time and it's fun. And, um, you know, we're just kind of taking it a day at a time and seeing what, seeing what happens with this thing. Well, in Boland Stadium, uh, I saw from when you guys were at home this last weekend, there is still some room for people. They don't have to worry about coming out and not having a spot. There is room. You guys are on the road this weekend at Wisconsin, then at Ohio State. But you do have one more home weekend, um, hosting yes. Indiana. And that'll, that'll wrap up the regular season before you get into conference. How important is it for you guys to finish this season strong over these last three series – but have the fans there at the ballpark give you that extra momentum before you get into the conference tournament at Michigan State. Yeah, that last weekend's also senior weekend, so that's pretty big for a lot of us. Um, I think it's, it's important for people to come out and watch. I know it's been a long time coming since we've got to pack that place, and I think, um, I think we've earned it, and I think it's exciting. I think we're playing very well right now. So I think it would be awesome for people to come out and watch. And just I know a lot of people that came this weekend. It was their first collegiate softball game, and so just be able to being able to share that experience with them. We may not know them, we may not get to talk to them, but just to know that you guys are showing up and you're there, it, it means so much to us. So I think it would just give us that little boost we need to you know go to poster um, the Big Ten tournament. Husker fans remain the best. So as you talked about, want to get Coach Ravel back to that that Women's College World Series. What what do you need to do personally and for your team over these last few weeks? Get into the conference tournament, get into postseason play, because um, I know for a lot of us that that follow the teams, um, whether we're general Husker fans, whether we're general sports fans, or for those that have been hardcore softball fans, we see something special with this team, and it's so much fun to watch. Um, what what is your mindset for these next few weeks? Um, I think that's actually um, been our biggest thing is our mindset throughout the season. We haven't really look too far ahead. We haven't really looked too far in the past. I feel like we've been pretty consistent on where we're at. Um, and for me personally, I would just, um, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. Keep, keep growing as a pitcher. Um, it's going to start getting warm here pretty soon, staying hydrated and make sure uh, we're ready to go. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting to even be able to somewhat talk about it. I feel like our team hasn't been too focused on it, but we know that it's there. And, um, you know, we're just, we're excited. We're going to stay locked in and stay focused on this weekend and on Wisconsin. And then from there on out. Well, it's a super fun ride for us to follow. And it looks like you guys are having a lot of fun too. So that makes it even more entertaining for us. Uh, it's Courtney Wallace senior on the uh, Nebraska softball team. And they are having a ball and winning a bunch of ball games right now. Courtney, thank you so much time, uh, so much for your time here on the Husker Hour, uh, but also for your time here in Lincoln. It's been a lot of fun to, to watch you grow through this program and obviously seeing things click at the right time. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's Courtney Wallace with Nebraska Softball. We'll wrap up Husker Hour next. Giving you an inside look at everything Huskers. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on 1499.3 KLIN. That'll do it for me this Saturday. Caleb Henry on a solo show with Cole Stukenholtz out. A big thank you to Dylan King from Men's Gymnastics, Jessica Cootie from the Huskers Radio Network, and Courtney Wallace from Nebraska Softball, all for joining me today. A lot of really good insight there. A lot that we dove into. Um, as I said earlier, best of luck to Dylan King in his future endeavors as he moves back to Utah. He had a big impact on the programs here uh, for men's gymnastics and Courtney Wallace. Her impact continues. They are in Wisconsin right now for their series. That continues as they are atop the Big Ten standings. You're going to have best of LNK today coming up here in just a couple of minutes, then get into One Shot, One Live with Doug Fitzgerald. Grow Lincoln team will be in for a shorter show, only 30 minutes because at 12.30 coming up, you've got baseball pregame Huskers at Indiana, 1 o'clock first pitch right here on KLIN. So since Cole's gone, I'll be the one to say it. Have a good afternoon, guys, or good morning, whatever time we're doing this. Go Big Red.